You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Another episode of The Potato Files. I'm uh, testing out my radio voice today because right here in Never Sleep Studios is the one and only host of Laugh Out Loud on CBC, Mr. Ali Hassan. How are you, Ali? I did an air horn. You did something more British, you, which is fine. Hey, also. we're just making noise here, but <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's, that's all this is. This needs to be organized. <laughs> we're going to get an hour of noise, <laughs> and then uh, our four listeners will listen and Are you ingest. up to four? I think so. We got Tim Golden and Alex maybe Ross my mom. doesn't count, by the way. No, huh? I don't even think he listens. Our producer, oh, Alex nice. Ross, who, uh, who owns the prestigious... Never Sleeps Network. Here's the name in case you forget. I got to say it four times. He puts a card in front of me so I don't forget it. He is, uh, he's my uh, Baba Jewy. That's who he is. Yeah. You know you know that term? You're a radio where guy. Do I, where do I know Baba Jewy from? Baba Booey. Yeah, thinking, Baba Booey. <clears throat> Baba Booey. There it is. From the Howard Stern yeah, Show. Right. <clears throat> but uh, he is um, a Jewish man. I'm more man, of an Artie so. Lang guy than I am a Howard Stern I do miss Artie Lang on the old Stern Show. Yeah. But you know what? The show constantly evolves and it becomes something new. Right now, it's uh, it's firing on all cylinders. I'll is tell it, you that. It, yeah. You know what? I've heard that for the last... Maybe five years. I think that show never stops firing. He's uh he's been entertaining people for four to five hours a day for thirty five years. It's unbelievable. When I for found 40 out, years, I think now. I used to live in Chicago in the early two um, thousands, and I found out. I'd heard rumors of this Howard Stern guy because I grew up in Montreal, mm-hmm. so there was no Howard Stern. Even when they tried to bring him there, it didn't <laughs> it last very week. long. Yeah, it was it. It was, it, it was real. It quick. was very bad. It was a month, I think. But yeah, anyway, you made fun pathetic. of retards, and you can't say yeah. retard on. Uh, well, you don't know. You can say, yeah, you, God, you got to meet these you Italians can say and Greeks on, in Montreal. On Never Sleeps Network. I'll tell you that. Can you? Yeah. Well, no, thank God. That makes sense. <laughs> Alex Ross <laughs> completely endorses the word retard. He's got another list of words he endorses, but I'm not going to say those words. Alex. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> anyway, of course, Alex does that. But my thing is that Montreal is a pretty freewheeling town. I mean, you know, you can do pretty much anything. I talk about this in my one-man show. If you know anything about Quebec history in the 90s, Quebec, pretty much a lawless province. And it's still got, you know, elements of that. So I don't know why. I think I can't even theorize about it. I just, I know Howard Stern didn't wow. last. But when I found out that he does not play music, I was floored. It's I was great. like, Maybe he just talks? He just talks, man. Talks. But he's good at it. It's good. He's down to three days a week, which is... It, oh, is that right? Yeah. He's semi-retired. <laughs> Sirius keeps signing him. He's like, well, every time he signs a new contract, he drops a day. That's great. And he's like, I don't, I don't really want to be here. <laughs> but anyway, enough of that. Uh, mm. Your one-man show, Muslim yeah. Interrupted. How long has that been running? That's been running for uh, effectively a year. I mean, I, I took it last year in 2016 to Edinburgh. Okay. For a month. And I worked on it. And I was like, I got a 55-minute show. I think I, I got something. And then my first show was in January of 2017. And by that time, Trump was, mm-hmm. you know, in power. And then I realized... I heard about that guy. You heard about you You're keeping your nose <laughs> to the grindstone. He made it so that it would be weird that a Muslim comedian is on stage doing his show and not mentioning Trump. So yeah. I had to add, subtract a few things. You always try to push me to start a one-man show or write a one-man show. God damn um, it, do I ever. Which, here's the thing. I don't 
understand the format of a one-man show. I mean, I think that's the beauty of it. You don't have to be stuck to one format. It is it is storytelling. But as a comedian, don't you just break into your act? Some stuff will be part of your act. Some stuff will be part of your act, but it should have a beginning, uh, a middle, and an end. You know, like a story. You've read stories. Yeah, yeah I've read stories, yeah, and I get beginning, it. beginning, middle, of end. Like, but I, I, I can't imagine myself being on stage because I'm always just chasing the next laugh, you know? Yeah. Like, throw a joke out there. So, you know, honestly, that does take some adjustment. Mm -hmm. That does take some adjustment. Like, I, I talk about 9-11 in the middle of my, my arc, the middle, the I've midpoint. Some, I've got, like, four good 9-11 jokes. Do you? Uh, you yours are jokes. I, I, I let them come jokes. out in September. They just come firing. <laughs> Minor less jokes and more like how that day ruined uh, a lot of things for a lot of people. You know Not what? Funny. My life didn't change a bit, but hey, I'm just a white guy. So, <laughs> things just are just copacetic. Yeah, we're it's doing weird great that nothing there. changed for you. <laughs> a couple of our wines tasted ashy <laughs> from the Adirondacks. It was it, it got a little harder to cross the border for pizza and wings uh, <laughs> on a Wednesday night. You know, you got to wait an extra twenty minutes. Yeah. Like, this is bullshit. And our buddy Kareem <laughs> couldn't come with us anymore, but I mean, he wasn't a real friend. I remember before nine eleven, we used because uh, growing up in border town, you just cross the border all the time. Yeah. Um, and uh, I remember one time, like we had a car. There was like. A guy who was born in New Zealand. We had two Russians in the car, and nobody had papers. Really? They, they just took us all in and talked to us all, and they're like, okay, fine, just go. But yeah, this is yeah, all yeah. before 9-11, and now it's just... After 9-11, I remember there was cheap flights, so my buddies were taking advantage. I was driving three friends to the Buffalo airport. Uh, they're flying to Florida to meet a friend of ours who was driving home. He drove down there for school. Yeah. And he was, so we had a vehicle. So these guys were going to fly down, drive back with him. Yeah. Because they only had one way tickets at the border. Fuck it. We all got hauled in. Yeah. Like, but well, then, the what's return? the end of that story? We're all uh, sent on our white ways. <laughs> I, you know, it doesn't feel like you experienced any of the but issues. No, it was, no I, I'm not saying I, like, I'm just saying this was one experience of like, I got inconvenienced, and that's all. It sucks. And I to just hear stopped fucking stories, crossing you know, the border. When, when bad things happen to good people, it just it hurts me to hear it. I, I'm so sorry <laughs> that this happened to you, buddy. I'm just no, saying. No, I like changed, it. You had a okay? thing. Things change, and that's your point. But no, my fair. life was not affected. I'm sorry. I'm. You don't know, be sorry. Don't be. Don't be mad at me for <laughs> being born this way, Allie. Listen, okay? man, you're, you're taking things to a new place. <laughs> all I'm saying is, I'm trying to help you with your one man show. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm saying I go to a serious place i go to 9 11 which is not fun for me man we had to dude we had to like on a serious note we we spent the day trying to see if our friends in new york were still alive yeah, yeah. you know you're trying to find, you call your friends and, and phone lines you are can't, down. couldn't call anyone because the towers were the main cell towers in the city yeah. you know my buddy's emails were uh you know manny at SSMB, SolomonSmithBarney.com. I don't know where they are. Another friend is at Deloitte.com. I don't know where his bill, I don't. I didn't know where anybody was. Would, we're you, just would, like, would you like to hear my personal 9-11? Man, would I ever. Um, I, I, I arrive at school at uh, Fanshawe College. Um, yeah. I, I'm a week into school there, you know. Yeah. General arts and science, all I could qualify Obviously, for, yes. wasn't a good student. I can't believe the sciences made it. <laughs> they just call it that. There's no science There's whatsoever. No science. All right. And I was walking past... Uh, uh, they had like the computer store or the, or the electronic store in the school and they had the TV on and it was like, this just happened. Yeah. 
Um, like I was late for a nine o'clock class and it was like just happening. And I went into the class and we did the class. And then at the end, they're like, the girls are like, well, we'll see everyone tomorrow, whatever the hell the next class was. And I went, uh, there's something going on in the States right now. Uh, we should all probably check that out. And then I went home, didn't even turn on the TV, took a nap on the couch. Four hours later, my buddy called and he's like, this is fucking nuts. Hey? I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> and uh, then my um, then my television was interrupted for the next month, which I was a little upset with. It's a real tearjerker, Jeff. That was it's my own tearjerker. I'm just saying, you. that's my own personal white man's burden, 9-11. <laughs> you know, if you ever had that to your one-man show, it'd be real tough to dig, dig yourself out of that hole. Guys, let's get yeah. serious for a second. I sit cross-legged on the stage while I tell them about it. <laughs> Oh, man, the funny thing about that is I spend three minutes on how I can't sit cross-legged on the beginning of my one-man show. You're really, you're making me look at what a hack I am, really. <laughs> um, okay, so let's talk about the one-man show. Is it like a constant story? It's got to be... I'll be honest with you. I didn't research one-man shows. I didn't know anything about the format. What I knew was it should have a beginning, middle, and end. And I knew of a few, uh, John Leguizamo, Mike Birbiglia is one of my favorite storytellers. Mm -hmm. And he had a, a, he still has a solo show called... My girlfriend's ex-boyfriend, and that is to be seen by anybody. Whether you're looking at a one-man show or not, you, you really got to watch that, and then you you get a great feel for how you can work material into it, mm -hmm. uh, and also how to start a show somewhere and how to go someplace, and then how to end it. That is really like a, a masterclass for me, anyway. Yeah. It's a masterclass. You know, Ethemios Nasiopoulos is a friend of ours. He recently did a full run of his show. Oh, the, the, about his. Two failed engagements? Two failed engagements. So there's two people that I've spoken to about you've got to have a solo show. Disengaged. Yourself and Nasiopolis are the two people. And I don't say that to everybody. I don't care any, about anybody else's stupid one-man show. Tell your story, don't tell your show. It's really you and him because it's it's genuinely different. I don't know how mm -hmm. much your listeners know about you and the police officer. Oh. And I'll, what I'll they give them the what quick Cole's notes. I, yeah. uh, I, I was married to a police officer. She uh, had an affair with me, uh, on a, had an affair on me with another police another officer. Another police officer. So to seek my revenge, I waited until she went to sleep one day after a night shift and I stole her badge and went out and played cop for the day and, and then got arrested i never got arrested oh you didn't get arrested no 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 i got i got information that's what yeah, i got that's great <laughs> that's great um but yeah it's it was a pretty crazy time in my life and i think i think it could work into something i just i don't know man i i'm lazy this is the problem. <laughs> this is the problem. I mean, one day you're going to be 10 years into yucks and you're going to be like, am I making the same salary I've made for the last seven years? Everyone there and is. Then, exactly. <laughs> that everybody makes. And then maybe hopefully that'll inspire you. But I think you're much mm -hmm. like me. You're not really motivated by money. You just want to do stuff that's fun yeah. and cool. But this, I swear to I swear to you, this would be fun and cool. I know. I'll give it a go. I just, uh, I, I, I need a better understanding of what it is before I. That's not that. Okay. Watch Mike Birbiglia. Okay. And see if you don't But don't feel watch like, you. <laughs> I mean, if you want to drive to Oakville in February, you can drive to Oakville. I'm doing a solo show in Oakville. Um, how, like, you say Trump, uh, once Trump gets into power, you, like, you have to change. I do because, you know. But is that the only time it changes? Or is it like. No, it's it's kind of dynamic. Like, it's influenced by well, what's happening in my house. Your comedy set's always evolving. It's always. Right. So your solo show is less dynamic. Okay. It's less evolving. And that also, as a comedian, 
take some adjustment. Because mm-hmm. if my son is two and he's pissing himself and that joke works, but then my son, son turns three and he's no longer pissing himself, I don't feel good about telling yeah, a joke yeah, yeah, about yeah, yeah. when he was two. We know comedians who have kids who are 10 in their stage act, but actually they're like 21. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm not comfortable no, I hear with you. not I, talking I, about the truth. My act changes with my life, like as right. it's going. You got to get used to the fact that it won't with a solo show. Mm-hmm. Or, or you know, look, yours is like mine. You're talking about a lot of stuff in the past. I'm talking about a lot of stuff in the past. My whole thing starts when I was like 15, 16, when my dad told us he's moving to Saudi Arabia. That's my starting point. Mm-hmm. Tim Nasiopoulos, Ephthemios, his starting point, he's at a wedding he's, he, or he's at his parents' engagement party. Uh, no, not engagement. His parents would have been married. He's at his <laughs> parents' wedding, and he's going to uh, he's going you to read a speech wedding, at the wedding. He's, we, the anniversary. anniversary yes. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Uh, I don't know anything about these newfangled <laughs> relationships. Yeah. First you have the anniversary, <laughs> then you have the wedding. <laughs> it's their anniversary, and he's going to speak. But he's also got this issue cushioned in there with this woman he wants to to marry and he starts revealing to her how he broke up with this girl and then Mm -hmm. he broke up with that girl so it's all cushioned in one present time thing but he's telling a story about the past yeah and your show would obviously be about your past also Mm -hmm. and i man i look i can only encourage you so much you can only lead a horse to water uh or a jeff to beer yeah i was gonna say if it wasn't just water yeah exactly (laughs) if it's beer i'm diving in uh all right well uh let's get down to the uh let's get down to the roots here and find out let's find out all about ali hassan soak it in cbc star you are uh you are my prediction for the next cbc sex scandal i'm really excited (laughs) about that i hope i'm involved in some sort of way god will God, we can only we can only invoke God's name at this point. Um, you just did designated survivor with fun. my hero Kiefer Sutherland. Tell him I'd say hi if you get back there. Okay? I'll tell you something about Kiefer Sutherland. He's awesome. He's awesome, <laughs> and he's very intense. Yeah, like Patrick Hakeem, who you know as yeah. well. He was like, "Hey, did you?" Uh, did you talk to him about the Lost Boys? <laughs> it's, it's just not like that. No, it's just not no. like You know why? Because he's also executive producer. So mm-hmm. we can't even really imagine yeah, so during- what's going on in this guy's mind. I'm just trying to nail my lines. Mm-hmm. This guy, it's lines, it's paychecks, it's like production notes, it's everything. So the fact that he shook his hand out to me at the end and they said, hey, honestly, Great job. Nice. I was like, oh, ah. that feels good. Hey, even if that was lip service, it feels good. He didn't even have to do that. He didn't even have to do that. Now, one of the guys on this show, uh, he's a guy from Brampton, actually. His name is escaping me, but he's also on the show. And he goes, uh, do you have a wife? I go, I do. He goes, call her and tell her that Kiefer Sutherland just told you you did a great job because he doesn't do that to everybody. I was like, oh, shit. Right. I nice. didn't. But I, you know, I did generally feel good. What was, uh, what was your role on that? I was an ambassador to the Konami nation. Konami. And the Konami people don't have enough for food. Where's we are starving, man. Where's Konami? It doesn't exist. I love that you're searching for it in your brain. Yeah. We'll never find it. It is, Why are they making it is up- an amalgamation of Iran and Kuwait. Wait, it's kind of like that. It's an so, enemy of the so, U.S. So they make up countries so they're not saying the fucking Iranians. Oh, okay. correct. Yeah, correct. Yeah. I was surprised myself. I'm like, say Kuwait. Who gives a That's shit? That's what I like. I fall off of uh, TV programs when they don't have the real shit. Like, remember um, 
any given Sunday, Al Pacino football movie. Of course, of course. Couldn't stand it because I'm like, there's no the sharks. Yeah. And the, like, yeah, who yeah, are yeah, these sure. teams? Sure, like, just sure, sure. buy the fucking rights, you cheap prick. Yeah. <laughs> and that movie did well enough to buy them, too. You yeah. Know? You got a Pacino a movie going? Yeah, exactly. Like, but, uh, yeah, no, that's that's cool. That's that exactly. That. We're the sharks. No, no. We're the sharks. <laughs> We're the, yeah. The jets. Come on. <laughs> yeah, when yeah, you're yeah, a jet, yeah. you're a jet all the way. <laughs> Okay. West Side Story. If you don't know that tune out right now, there's going to be a lot of references <laughs> and stuff like that. So you uh, you got that going on. You're back on Cardinal and in, in or It's already yeah, been shot. It's uh, it's been shot, and uh, I was on the first series as you. Yeah, you, you posted I, I enjoyed on that show. Hey, my wife and I enjoyed it too. Not even because of my that involvement. Was great. The two things I've really loved that I've been on are Goon and Cardinal. Oh, you're great in Goon. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. Also, not because of my involvement. I just thought, it, what a great hockey oh, movie. Yeah. What a great piece of Canadiana. When people tell me they haven't seen Goon, I get like, yeah. you know, you're, come you're, on. You've seen a Goon when, uh, when you offer, free donair for everyone. No, free donair sauce. And then yeah. water down the donair sauce. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> three layers. You caught it. You did, got it. Did you? That's a classic <laughs> ethnic thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, just, we, just keep cutting back. Scale keep cutting back. back. Scale back. We, we invite everybody. We've got an open door policy. <laughs> hey, everyone's invited. Not not your friend. Don't yeah, bring yeah. your friend. Don't bring him. We just need to pour a bunch of water in the doll. You know, that's, uh, yeah. you got a good doll recipe that's been uh, mm, making its yeah, way yeah, to my yeah, kitchen. Yeah. Oh, and, and, and so it should. That's probably one of the best vegan dishes I can make. You know, mm. there's a bunch. I can make a bunch of, you know, I've had vegan friends through the, through the years. Two of my buddies, Patrick and my buddy Q, both have married vegans. So it's just nice to have like, yeah, 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 come over. And we're not like, Christ, she's coming up. <laughs> I don't want to be that guy. And I have a chef We went to uh, Badalini, had a little dinner party last night. Yeah. And uh, there was every single dish. It was like a potluck, like Joey, uh, Joey Baker from the underground. Yeah. She brought, uh, it was like a vegan shepherd's pie, but instead of potato, it was pumpkin. No, potato is. Oh, sorry. Where's the, the vegan part? Uh, so it's potatoes, corn. It was like rice and everything underneath, but it was made like no a shepherd's meat. pie. Got it, I got uh, it. But Kira, no, like Kira, tempeh or anything. No, Kira also made a shepherd's pie, but made it out of lentils. It was good. Two women both showed up with shepherd's pie. I know, I know. But it, hers was made with pumpkin instead of potato, and it was delish. Okay. But everything was delish. The gooch knows how to put on a party. Oh, of course she does. <laughs> uh, her family's having a party, uh, and uh, I'm going to go to that. Yeah. yeah. Like oh, yeah, she there. invited me. She's like, it's in Woodbridge. I'm like, I can't go up there. You can go to Woodbridge. I'll take you to Woodbridge. <laughs> I'll take it to Yeah. It's a tis the season. Everyone's having a party. Yeah. Um, well, let's get uh, let's get down to the beginning uh, here. Where, where were you born? Fredericton, New Brunswick. Fred- I'm sure you saw, you looked in my eyes and you were like, I know where this guy's from. <laughs> a lot Fredericton, of Muslims out in Fredericton, Not New really, Brunswick. man. I, I tell this story that, you know, it's, it's a beautiful picture that my dad used to paint that, uh, you know, with no disrespect to your people, Jeff, but... <laughs> Anybody who had any sort of melatonin, my dad would be like one of us. The word in Punjabi is apna. Apna means one of us. So like they'd see like a Fijian. They'd be like, one of us, apna. Trinidadian, apna. You know, Lebanese guy, apna. Everybody was like. Anyone with some tone. (laughs) Anyone with some tone. And it wasn't just a tone issue. It was that, you know, my mother tells the story in 1970s New Brunswick, you had to drive 25 minutes for yogurt. 
Yogurt was ethnic food. You had to go get it from a farm. <laughs> they didn't sell yogurt in the grocery stores. That's hilarious. So, you know, they, when, when these ethnic people came together, they could either A, commiserate about that stuff, mm-hmm. or, you know, somebody had a good yogurt recipe, and you're, then they provide with each, you know. That you're very uh, fair-skinned, though. For I am very fair-skinned. I mean, it's uh, <laughs> it's December, January, so it's particularly bad. You, get to, you, you tan up good? I tan real nice. Yeah. Real nice, Re- but I also burn. I also burn <laughs> real nice. It's very embarrassing. <laughs> also part of my one-man show. Not a lot of brown people burning, eh? I know, man. It's, uh, there's no justice in Is this there, world. There, it's, uh, you're 100% uh, brown? Where's 100% the, brown. It's a what's, fair question that you're asking. What's the well, what's lineage? Both my parents were born in India. Okay. My dad was born in India because there was no Pakistan at the time. But once the British drew that line, his Indian city became, or his Indian town became a Pakistani town. He never had to move. Okay. And my mother was born in Delhi in in india and then uh you know she was from a muslim family and my fa- my grandfather was like you know what there's this new muslim country we'll move to this country so they move but uh some of those stories you know uh, it's like people going on trains across chased out of their homes that mm-hmm. they had for generations these are muslims get out people with like swords like the muslims kicking them out both both on oh, both sides okay on yeah. both sides thanks for that though but yeah no on both yeah. sides the hindus <laughs> I, I heard the swords and I, all i could think of was indiana jones <laughs> yeah that's fair. that's fair i mean that's indiana he had his own sword a white man also has a sword no, he had a whip <laughs> oh that's true that's, that's with what which a, to grab that's what a white sword. man works best with is a whip <laughs> he got out of enough stuff with that way. <laughs> uh, so you're, but yeah, it was just, it was like a very violent time. Neither of them faced any of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they're both born in India, but, but identifies Pakistanis because Pakistan was there. I think my dad saw partition, uh, you know, that partition is that time when India became mm-hmm. you know, parted into India and Pakistan. So he was there for that. He remembers some of the tension and all. He was like eight or nine. Okay. And then my mother was born afterwards and just came. So my parents have always been Pakistani. They, I don't have that strong connection to Pakistan. I don't mind being a Pakistani, but but also it's, you know, I'm not sure of... Why Pakistan exists as a country? You ever you ever felt that? Well, you ever been part you're of a country? Me history right now that I'm <laughs> yeah. like I didn't know that it split from India. Like, they did. It's 1947. Damn. There was no there was no Pakistan, and then there was this movement. Well, how come you can't identify with it if it's that's like what year were you born? I was born in 1972, buddy. I was born way later. Yeah, so it's uh, you're holding on to the past that you didn't even have. <laughs> yeah, exactly. and that's exactly the issue. I mean, but you know, my cousins would be like, "You're probably be proud of your heritage. Be proud." Like, if your family was uh, where are the Pauls from? British, Irish, what Irish, you got? yeah, Irish. Yeah. You know, and if you were like, "I don't give a shit about Ireland," you know that some people oh, would yeah. pipe up and be like, "Hey, man, that's your heritage. Yeah, be yeah. proud." You know. So there's a lot of that. I just feel like. You know, India is doing so well as a country. If Pakistan had been part of India still, we would have been doing well too. Meanwhile, you know what's you know what's very, very interesting right now, which I'm just I can't believe I'm seeing it. My dad left Pakistan because of, you know, certain things that were in place, and those things are very much in place in the 2018 United States of America. Mm-hmm. A little bit here too, but in the US, you know, these um 
these rulers who are uh, populist and and uh, and and corrupt, uh, lack of education, uh, this the religion that dominates, regardless of like whatever science or facts or mm-hmm. reason say this, and and, and this the, the power of these religious people in in you know it's really they're called the Malvis in Pakistan, these religious men with beards, but you know in the south you you'll find people who are equally crazed and mm-hmm. religious and i'm like man i can't it's believe that <laughs> pakistan 40 50 years ago resembles united states right yeah, now yeah. my dad would have left this country you know <laughs> so why uh why did your parents your parents obviously met there my parents were over here there. together yeah this is probably an awkward thing to mention my parents were cousins Nice. Yeah, that happens a lot in that part of the world. That happens a lot. <laughs> how how close? Uh, first cousin. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I found that out, I was fifteen. I think maybe even seventeen. When I no no I found I knew they were cousins when I was probably fifteen. But seventeen is when I was in a class, some sociology class, where we learned about. <laughs> the potential damage. Well, that's probably of cousins why you're, marrying. That's why you're getting sunburns. That's why I'm getting sunburns. <laughs> that's why I wear glasses. That's probably why I lost my hair. All this garbage. Jesus, it's all a mess. But mentally, you seem intact. So that's <laughs> good. That's all I got. I barely got that. And that's Does the all CBC I got. know that your parents are cousins? Uh no. After this, oh, they will. No, oh, they're listening. They're listening. N- nobody's listening. Just, just <laughs> Tim Golden. Tell us who's listening. Tim Golden's not going to let me walk by him without addressing oh, no. this cousin thing. <laughs> no, he will not. Uh, yeah, it's man. Flip I mean, the mic that part of the word, well, that part of the world, Lebanon, you know, part of the Middle East, the South Asia, which mm. Pakistan's considered South Asia. That's something that happened in the old country, you know, and it still happens today, which I'm sad to admit. But uh, I used to have a bit about that where my it's tradition, baby, tradition, to tradition. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> I used to have a bit about that where my parents were like, do you remember Seema? Um, she's, uh, you know, she's she's still single. She's available. And, uh, you know, you remember she you played with each other when you were young? And, uh, like this whole build up. Like, and also she's my cousin. So they, did they have to leave to hide their forbidden love? No, no, love? no. Oh, God, no. If anything, it would have been encouraged. But, uh, <laughs> no, in fact, they didn't. They barely knew each other. So very much first cousin. Arranged? But no, no, no. A love marriage. Uh, my dad in love with my weird. mom, my mom resisting his love. That'd be a weird arranged uh, marriage when you're cousins. Like, it's just two brothers going, uh, all right, take my daughter. <laughs> Man, it happens. I'm really sorry to say that. It's tough for me as a guy born here to even wrap my head around this, but it's definitely, you know, some people, my uh, my, my buddy Q, one of my best friends is from Pakistan too, and he talks about how he sometimes, he's a touring musician, they tour in Pakistan, and sometimes he'll be like, how did you meet your wife? And they go, it's my cousin, sir. It's my cousin. And they say it with like this glowing pride. And he's like, oh boy. You know, his, his parents were doctors. So although they were Pakistanis, his parents were doctors. And they would beg other members of the family, please stop doing this. You know, one daughter has a limp. One daughter has a weird eye. One yeah. son has some speech de- deficiency of some kind. These are all related to, inbreed. to, to, to inbreeding. Mm-hmm. 
They wouldn't stop it. I think it comes from this feudal society where you wanted to keep money inside the family. It's like, well, we live in Jersey. You're in Pakistan. No one. It's okay. You know. Let's move on. Anyway, yeah, tradition. All right. Good. Well, it's it's it's, it's a good thing to know, isn't it? <laughs> my, we're doing a comedy show tonight. I'm pretty sure I know what my intro is now. <laughs> Got to write that one down. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, yeah, they met in Pakistan. They uh, what brought him to Fredericton? Well, uh, my dad went to Leeds. I, I think he was completing school. He was doing his masters in Leeds. Either my mom met him there or joined him there, or I think they were always together. So they met in Leeds, and then uh, there was. You know, he applied, he actually applied to, I just said Jersey for no good reason, but I guess there was a reason. Uh, some university in New Jersey and then uh, the UNB in the in uh, New Brunswick. And what's he taking? Uh, he's an English professor. Okay. So he got a lecturer position in both and people were just like, no, Canada is better. Wherever he was, either it was yeah. Pakistan or Leeds, they were saying Canada is a better bet. Okay. And I guess so, his uh, English is very good then. His English is very strong. I mean, he has passed away now, so it's quite poor, but when he was... <laughs> around when he was around it was it was very good his my, last words were kind of garbled yeah. <laughs> his last word it, it, was, it would have been like a sean uh, shit what's his name to whom uh, sean hogan it would have been like a sean hogan yeah, bit yeah, yeah. my father like i would have been like well we ain't burying him here and he would have been like we are not burying him here my dad uh, you know i used to talk about him on stage where i like even his cursing would be like these sons of bitches to whom I have no regard. I'd be like, Jesus, man, even you're cursing. Mom's English good too? Mom's English is good, man. Her, yeah. her father was also, he was a poet. He was, his thing is that he was the father of prose poetry in Pakistan. So I come from this family of, you know, academia. And then, you know, I always love Tim Steve's jokes uh, about like, we're going, we're, we're, we're getting soft. So Tim talks about how, you know, my father fought in the world war. Uh, my grandfather was in the world war. My father was a hunter and I do this. <laughs> and for me, it's like my, my, my father was a poet. Mm -hmm. uh, and my grandfather was a poet. My father was a, a poet and a short story writer and, a, and an Professor. academic. And I tell I talk on the radio. Jokes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, radio's an up. Radio's up. Before that, it was like, what's funnier, sphincter or poop shoot? You know, it was like stupid How long has your dad jokes. been gone? He's been gone since 2012. Did he get to see any success? He got to see uh, a couple of things. You know, he got to see me uh, marry my wife and get my stepdaughters in my life, which I think he was very proud of that because i when my You're when i first up. i am growing up you know my dad i'll just just to give you an idea who my dad is when i was like uh i met this woman medea you know her older i went to mcgill with her older sister okay. and her older sister married a friend of mine my dad knew that guy azim he knows my brother-in-law hmm. so i said it's it's farah and azim's sister-in-law and I, I i really like her and i, I really i, I want to marry this woman and she has two daughters. And my dad was like, two daughters? You can't even take care of your contact lenses. I was like, okay, thanks for the vote of comp. But that's who my dad was, like, shit on you first. But then definitely was very happy. And he, he would have been happy if those were my girls and that was my life. He, mm. he definitely would have been. But then uh, we had a, a son together, my wife. My, my father got to hold him in his arms that's for good. a few months before he passed away. And now we have another a son since. Which my dad would have been like, can you let your wife rest? Can you, do, you know what I mean? He was that kind of type of guy. But he would have been proud of that. My parents were avid uh, CBC radio listeners. Nice. 
he would have been very proud now. But while he was still alive, I was on the Strombo show every night. So it was still, it was CBC television, which is, you know, the poor cousin of CBC radio <laughs> as far as my father would have been concerned. Uh, but my dad liked, you know, Stuart McClain. I forgot you were on the old stuff. Strombo show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. That was the start, man. That was really the beginning because well, I came here. your foot in that CBC door. It was. And I came here with effectively nothing. Mm-hmm. I was in a few films. French immersion in Montreal. Then I get married. The day after I move here, I was in a film called Breakaway, which is like the brown Mighty Ducks. Oh, nice. And then I was in Goon. What year was Goon? Did your dad get to see Goon? Dad, dad didn't get it. No. <laughs> I don't know if he wanted to see Goon. I don't know if he wanted to see Goon. But yeah, I did that classic mistake of being like, hey, I'm a movie star now. I don't need this. I'm a movie star. And then I, let, I laid off the comedy. I was doing comedy maybe like a handful of times a month. And then uh, nothing happened. And I was like, oh, I get it. The movie's got to come out. The movie's got to come out. You can't just be in the movie. they got to come out. <laughs> and then I, uh, you know, I, I, um, I get back into comedy, seriously. And then the movies come out. And I'm like, here we go. Here we go. What's going on? Nothing. Didn't change my life in any way. Didn't get any additional auditions. Nothing. And then I was like, okay, comedy has to be my anchor. I got to mm-hmm. always do comedy because yeah. I love it. It's, it's, what not, it's, what, it's what gives me other opportunities. And uh, and so, yeah, my dad got to see. I moved here in 2010. And uh, 2011, 2012 is when I was on Strombo. And then it just, it, uh, you know, it led to more comedy gigs. Yeah. People are like, oh. We'll pay a thousand instead of five hundred for you. It's a good you know? credit to have, and it's, it's a, good a good organization point. to be a part of. I agree. So just don't rough up your wife or uh, <laughs> choke out a stripper. And I'm, uh, keep I'm more worried about getting roughed up myself yeah. than anything. Just gotta hope Trudeau stays in office. And uh... <laughs> seriously, that was, those were ugly times. Good God, <laughs> Harper threatening to take away your job. <laughs> oh man, I mean, look, I, oh, shit. yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know what to say about that. That was that was ugly. I mean, that guy just wanted to dismiss mantle the seab completely mm-hmm. if he oh, could have it's, it's a goddamn institution and it's, uh, it's going strong now yeah yeah um what's life like growing up um hmm. rough not at strict. all not at all religious how, how much religion not at all my, my father was an alcoholic and, oh, yeah? and if you you know about islam you know I've alcohol gotten, is banned buddy i've gotten drunk enough to fuck a cousin before <laughs> <laughs> then you're practically a muslim no you're actually nothing like a muslim because you got drunk the, the point is you can't mm-hmm. you can't drink can't eat pork right all these things that i've grown to love so much you couldn't do but my father drank pretty heavily so i you know I, i've met alcoholics who drink daily my dad was a little bit different he would drink heavily one night and the next day he wouldn't drink Mm -hmm. then the second day he would be irritable like noticeably irritable and snapping on stuff and then the third day he'd drink again and that was his cycle for as long as i can remember Mm -hmm. so it was just interesting on eggshells a lot then or no not really he wasn't he wasn't violent or abusive he just maybe with my wife my my wife with (laughs) my mother he was like angrier than he was with us because my mother would be like stop drinking and stop spending all this money. So then they would fight about that. Whereas for us, it was mm-hmm. just like, what's wrong with you, dude? Um, so there's no religion growing up. <clears throat> you know, once a no, year. Well, no, I had to go to Sunday school. Mosques in uh, Fredericton, right? Well, I, I, we left Fredericton when I was two. Oh, okay. We're Yeah. We're Montreal. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, so I'm a, I'm a little Think bit of a it. disappointment to people who are from Fredericton because they're like, oh my God, Freddie Beach. And I'm like, I, I don't know where that is. <laughs> uh, what about the, 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 you know, the sneaky potato? I'm like, what is that, a, a song, a concept? I don't know what the fuck that is. So I really disappoint people from Fredericton. I love the Maritimes. I do feel a kinship mm -hmm. towards it. I feel so happy when I'm there. People are still so friendly. feel more attached to that than Pakistan, right? <laughs> I absolutely do. I absolutely do. There's no doubt about that. You know, like, I can definitely... I can understand Urdu and Punjabi and I can speak both of them but still like mm -hmm. push comes to shove where would I rather be I'd rather live in Halifax or Fredericton or Moncton than you know Lahore or Karachi um, well here's a question for you then uh, you have no religion growing up I had Sunday or school. Sunday school. I had Sunday what, school. Was it Muslim Sunday school? It was Muslim school. school. It was Islamic oh, okay. Sunday school. So we, I had that for whatever reason. My mother was like, I know we're not teaching him anything in the house. Mixed messages. We say we're Muslim, but the husband drinks all the time. Yeah. Uh, the one thing in the family was no pork and Sunday school. Well, that's so what, like... It's, I find it weird, like, uh, like, cause you, do you still identify as a Muslim? Well, I guess your show is called Muslim Interrupted. Yeah. I mean, the interruptions came, you know, here and there. And then what my show talks about is that I, my Jewish buddies helped me with this. Cause they would be like, I'm a cultural Jew. I'm a, you know, a mm -hmm. variety of them would say I'm a cultural Jew. And I was like, what one day, you know, I'd heard that for years and just accepted it. And then one day you go, wait, wait what does that even mean? I've heard you, that you, so many times. You, certain, you do certain things, but you don't follow things. Right. Yeah. So, and I, you know, one of, one of the guys I was working with on something, he goes, uh, well, I'd eat bacon, but not on Yom Kippur. So I'm like, all right, that doesn't sound like, like a, a dictionary like definition. A, like a Catholic not eating red meat on a Friday. Right. Well, I eat it on Fridays, or, but not good Friday. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> or no fish on Easter, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. you know? Or no fish on Christmas Day. I think it's something uh, like that. Massimo I, does something like this with the fish. You don't know enough. I was I was baptized, did communion, did confirmation, everything. And I on have no out? fucking idea of any of it. And I don't care to. Yeah. But that's the thing I was going to say, because like, um, like I've never identify as a Catholic, but yeah. I guess I would always say I was raised Catholic, but I like, right. And that's different. Mm -hmm. That's different. I, you know, my, my comedy, my, my Muslim identity is in some of my comedy. It's in sketches. I do. It's in the food I eat. It's in, you know, the, yeah. it's, it's there. So that's why cultural Muslim makes sense. It's part of my culture, but I'm not a practitioner at all. Mm -hmm. And also, I for my kids, I don't care to raise them as as, as as devout Muslims. I just want to teach them about all religions. What about the wife? What's uh, she's a Muslim? My wife that? is Muslim from Saskatchewan. That's why we connected. You know, like I'm a Muslim from the Maritime. She's a Muslim from the Prairies. Both of our fathers drank. Uh, both of our mothers were decent human beings. You had season one of Little Mosque on yeah. DVD. She had season. <laughs> she two. got it earlier than I did by a couple of weeks. She could call me and tell me what happened. I was like. Don't tell me. I don't care. She's like, no, I have to tell you. I was you. on set today. Yeah. <laughs> this this sums her up in one in one anecdote here. My wife doesn't eat pork, but if we're at a, a festival or an outdoor fair or something, rib fest. I, I rib fest, for example, and I bring back a hot dog. And she goes, is it pork? And I'll be like, I didn't ask. She'll be like, all right, good enough for me. And she'll eat it. Her thing is like so many Muslims, she can't hear the word pork because you get brainwashed from a young age. Yeah, yeah, the pig yeah. is a filthy animal, filthy animal. So some people I know, so delicious, they so. feel great. So delicious. And some people feel great. And then somebody goes, you ate pork. Your mind, your stomach starts reeling. And then you start vomiting. Even though you felt great, it's it's that type of upbringing. I know you don't have anything like that in your life. Let's say no, no somebody told you throw. dog or cat or horse 
forest, then oh, you yeah. feel sick after oh, the fact. Why'd you do that? I did that to my buddy one time. I uh, I had ground venison and I made like a meat sauce for pasta, and he came over and he was just like getting his last little little forkful in, and it I just looked at him and go, "How's the deer?" And he just dropped his fork. He's like, "You're a fucking asshole." Yeah. Man. <laughs> well, but he didn't puke. And no, he was just still a normal thing to eat. Well, it was funny because uh, this is the guy who um, owns uh, Ravine, the vineyard. Uh, that I've taken familiar and yeah. uh, now he fucking he's slaughtered animals like since Hilarious. you know like now he's like whatever fuck <laughs> animals are meat I'm like okay <laughs> right I guess when you're a chef that's revenge is gonna be like when you're sopping up the last parts of a sauce with your bread and he goes how's the raccoon you're like, I'm a fucker come on man, I got good fucking raccoon <laughs> you do good work down here <laughs> ravine vineyards Niagara on the lake uh, check it out guys. does not serve raccoon <laughs> no 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 uh, raccoon Added, yeah, but Paul's house might have some one day. Who knows? Yeah. No, I hope not. Raccoon jerky. I, he, we almost had him one time. He, he was pretty drunk. We were gonna. He was gonna slaughter a chicken in front of us and yeah. show us how to like pluck it and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah, had yeah. the chicken down and was holding the axe, and he had like one of his eyes was just oh, wonky. He's like, shall I do it? And we're like, eh, maybe it's not the best time. This, is the, <laughs> this drinking game went bad. <laughs> um, what about uh, you? Got siblings then? Yes, yeah, so I have a younger sister. Younger sister. Younger sister. She lives with my mom right now. They're here in Toronto, suburbs. They come out this way too? They came out this way too. They left Montreal also. After my dad passed away, my mother was like, well, my son's got a family. Yeah, might as well move close. He keeps impregnating his wife every time he throws it into her. I mean, this is never going to stop. We may as well go. Twice, Twice. Twice. (laughs) Two times. Two whole times. Beat that, folks. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a good life, sexual and otherwise. Good, 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 <laughs> yeah. good. So, I guess you're two, you moved to Montreal. Two and I moved to Montreal. And What's that's, the neighborhood like? Is it multicultural or are you... Well, uh, the first neighborhood, I don't know. The first neighborhood, I, I know where it is. Desiree mm-hmm. Street near the near the Big O, near the Olympic Stadium. That would have been very francophone. Mm-hmm. And and my dad moved because uh, he was a lecturer at the UNB, you know. And you're two years of lecturing, it's not a big deal. But there was a new system, educational system opening up in Quebec called the CGEP system. That was in 1974-75. So, uh, you know, one of my dad's friends was like, you should check, Montreal is like a growing city. And it, you know, I think it was already the biggest city in Canada at that time. Mm-hmm. So it's like Montreal is a, it's a growing city and uh, they have the CGEP system and they're hiring teachers. And this is my dad's buddy who was an engineer. I don't know how he knew this, but so my dad does it. He goes on his friend's advice and he moves there. Oh, his buddy had come from Montreal to New Brunswick. Okay. And so he was like, you should go back where we came from. You'd like it. So he goes, you know, the, the drinking and driving laws are even more lax than the Maritimes. You will enjoy it. So uh, dad moved here and it was, man, what a what a collection of oddballs. Because it was hippies and draft dodgers from the Vietnam War yeah. and, and all these other academics and weirdos. And I remember when I was a kid, the parties we would have at our house. You know, I, I think they were smoking pot. I think they were on mushrooms. It, it was it was insane. Like the volume was uncomfortable. It was a lot <laughs> of weird, crazy men. Not not unlike our comedy group, yeah. you know? No, like, no, no. Not unlike the weirdos that we bring to the table. Just more educated. I remember my parents having parties when I was a kid because, like, I was the third third born. Uh, my dad right? was twenty four years old when I was born. He had his third kid. Had th- th- third 24. kid at twenty four. Okay, so I remember when I'm like three and four. I remember like my 
bedroom we just had this bungalow my bedroom was like down the hall from the kitchen where yeah, yeah, yeah. kitchen's the most sociable room in the house they'd be out they'd be playing cards all night and fucking my dad never smoked cigarettes my mom did but like whenever yeah. company came over fucking everyone was just lighting butts yeah, up yeah, and yeah, I'm, yeah, it's just sure. wafting down the hall into my room i remember it just like they they're 20 28 29 daddy you know? i'm choking put a towel <laughs> under your door you'll be all right <laughs> I, dude, I've never, I didn't know you, you have two older siblings, one's a sister? No, i got two older brothers. You're kidding me, yeah. man. You don't have any stories about them beating the crap out of you or anything like that? Um, no, I had, uh, so growing up, my the oldest brother, uh, he always had my back, uh, so the middle brother, if he picked on me, then the oldest brother would uh, come to my rescue. Yeah. Which is ironic now, because I have not talked to my brother uh since 2010 the one who had your back yeah yeah. what's yeah. the rift about oh it's about a girl <laughs> you banged his wife no okay you bunged you bunged no her? what happened was okay, let's I, get into uh, it. I had this girl that i uh grew- are, you, are you guys feeling why he should have a one-man show <laughs> anyway continue okay i had this girl that i grew up with she was like the girl next door sort of thing you know like a uh, very good friend but like you know it was always more and always flirting whatever with the time we'd get drunk in high school and make out shit like that but mm-hmm. nothing nothing ever became your grade yeah she was a, a year above me okay so she turns 18 my creepy brother sweep swoops in fuck middle brother uh oldest brother oh, okay starts dating her and then it kind of like like soiled our friendship a bit and then uh I think they dated for like two months and my brother got fucking super obsessed and she broke up with him and then yeah. he just like pursued the hell out of her. I think his pursuit was like six months longer than their actual relationship, like trying okay. to like, okay. um, So it would have been illegal in today's climate. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh yeah. He would have been fucking like, he would have been dragged through social justice like you wouldn't believe, you okay. know? Um, I remember he wrote, <laughs> he, he gave me a letter to give to her. It was a fucking handwritten, like it was like four pages long. Oh. He's like, can you give this to I her? I love that you have to give it to her. Can't you get the middle brother? to do it i'm obviously in an awkward position here i threw it in the glove compartment of my car where it stayed until i drove that car to the auto record so i'm like i'm not helping you get this girl back you know like i wasn't he he chose the wrong guy i wasn't pissed i was pissed that they were dating but i did i was like whatever you know as is life uh so this is 1999 98 99 around this time in uh 11 years before the rift if we're doing the math uh yes yes so cut to december of 2009 so we're looking at uh what's this eight years ago is that the math yeah that's that's right 2017 Um, we could say nine years ago this girl um gets divorced or she leaves her husband who is my middle brother's best friend (laughs) small town buddy small Small fucking town town. jeez um so she uh i don't know we just like start chatting on fucking facebook and uh she's like yeah me and joe split up blah 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 uh, I was like, well, fuck, come up to Toronto. We'll do a night out and, you know, go have some fun. So she comes up and then we fuck for the first time ever in our, like, almost 20 small year town, friendship. Small town pickup lines right there. We'll yeah. fucking come to Toronto. We'll fucking do yeah, whatever. we'll fuck. fucking have a night out. But it was just like, because I remember I, uh, we got back, we got back after a night of drink and I was like, okay, take my bed. I'll go crash on the couch. And like, we used to crash in the same bed all the time. Okay. She was like, she's like, she's like, we can just share the bed. I was like, not. Nah. I go, no, no, no. Things are different. She's like, why are they different? I go, because I'm a scumbag and you're in a very vulnerable position right now. Yeah. And she was like, well, let's see what you got. And I was like, okay. So then, okay. then she challenged me. So I, um, I don't know, because she had just left her husband, we kept everything on the down low. Of course. So when my brother found out months later that we were dating, he thought- Oh, you turned into dating. Yeah, yeah. We started, it wasn't just that one. Yeah. Okay, like okay. she started her, then she started coming up like every weekend, but- 
I don't know if she was honest with her timeline or breaking up with her husband. My, my brother says I was doing some shady shit because her ex-husband, who I know, I was at their wedding. Yeah. Um, he fucking wants to destroy me. Like, he wants Still to. Still to this day. Yeah, and he's like probably bigger than Ian Gordon. Mm. Like, he could just pick me up and break me in half oh, if he great. catches me, which yeah. he won't. All I know is the girl that I was fucking wanted from when I was 12 years old. You know, wanted to have sex with Yeah. Me. So, I'm like, okay. And then, but now, like, they turned it into this big, I was fucking his wife. And I'm like, she told me she left you she had moved out you know are they back together no 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 okay. they never got back together okay. but uh yes yeah, so my brother so my brother who was like fucking saw it i was like hiding it from him and took it as a big slight against your him. middle brother my oldest brother but the middle would, brother he didn't give a shit he didn't give a shit no, he's, he's like his fuck have best fun. friend yeah he's yeah. like whatever man it's not my fucking business but yeah my older brother who hadn't dated this woman in 11 fucking years yeah um just like he saw it like as i fucking stabbed him in the back and stabbed how, him? oh yeah how would i ever fuck i'm just like you are a joke buddy and it's he's fucking just excommunicated himself because of it is he in niagara yeah yeah i see him every year at christmas at uh like my big family thing like oh, with the aunts and uncles shit. and everything but it's just we don't say hi we, no, we, no no not even a it's hey, not even not hello even it's just, we don't even acknowledge that we're in the, the room with each other there oh that's yeah, crazy yeah, yeah. man so hey where's your middle brother uh he's in st Catharines. okay and uh, yeah no me, uh, me and him are great we actually i think uh, this actually helped our relationship better because he thinks my brother brother's a joke. Divide he's and like, conquer. He's Divide like, and conquer. He's like, the, the guy's way, a fucking man. idiot, blah, blah, blah. He's yeah. like, you know, like. But he's still do? good with your older brother? Like, they, he's still. He, my, my middle brother tries to avoid him as much as possible. Sure. But he's just like, he's got a young daughter and my brother's got a young son. They're cousins. And he's yeah. Like, he goes, if they want to play together, he's like, I've got to deal with him. But he, he doesn't like him. Yeah. And I hope my fucking brother hears this too. That'd Grow be weird up, though. Fucking That'd be idiot. weird if he was listening. He probably does. Yeah. He's, oh, he's a, he's a psychopath, this one. Just fucking. <laughs> he likes to write letters. Dude, he may join forces <laughs> yeah. with the uh, with the man, the big Dane Gordon dude, and, and break you in half together. That's all right, right man. Yeah. Fuck, let's let's bring it on, boys. All right, January twenty seventh, folks. Jeff Paul will be <laughs> in Niagara on yeah, the lake. I, I I make my schedule very <laughs> very available to everyone. It's if true. you got to, but yeah. So since then, um, oh, and since then, my brother uh, had a falling out with my dad and stepmom. Um, he hasn't talked to my, he hasn't talked to my mom since like 2002 or something. Oh, wow. Like yeah. he's just this, he's a man child who just like, well, you, things didn't go my way. You're done. And he's just like, he cuts people out of his life because I don't gotta, know. I got to respect his commitment. He, he, he though, wasn't eh? fucking hugged as a child. I don't talk about a commitment to the bit though. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're done. And it is. You're but creep. it's not fair. Cause he's got like a, a young kid and uh, like the kid doesn't know his grandparents and my yeah. fucking parents have to see the kid at these family functions. Yeah. And like my dad's like, well, there's my grandson. I can never fucking talk to really. Yeah. Yeah. But my, my dad too is like, he, my brother's so far gone. My dad's like, fuck, what are you going to do? Like he's, why does that happen? How do you prevent your kids from being that person? Um, that, I don't know, man. I think a tough one. Eh? This is what we worry. You know, I have four kids, right? I just, yeah. When I see them interacting with each other, I don't have good genes, right? Parents were cousins. <laughs> We've already dealt with that. Diabetes in the family, heart disease, a bunch of shit. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I don't know how long I'm going to last. If I if I last to 65, I'm happy, you know, and everything mm -hmm. above that is a bonus. But my dad's first heart attack was 50. My uncle had a massive heart attack Jesus. and died at 50. Do you get so, monitored a lot or? I don't get monitored. I, uh, yeah, I, I went for a physical this year. I'll probably from now on going forward go every year i was very happy to hear that everything was well, great but it, you know things are like people back 
then like I, I bet your dad didn't go to the doctor regularly no he didn't like anything can he just monitor your body yeah go to your doctor yeah catch shit quick you know so what if Jeff you Paul has lost uh, a lot of weight in the last month? That's why he's cockily, <laughs> cockily speaking Listen, this way. I lost 17 pounds by treating myself right. <laughs> Not drinking beer is all you had to do. I love it. Was it is that the only thing, genuinely? Um, well, no, because uh, like I quit drinking, but when you quit drinking... Did you all booze? Not just I quit beer. everything, okay. yeah. Uh, when you when you quit drinking, all your other decisions are a lot better. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, but like when you're out drinking every night, none of your decisions are good. Well, I actually, I think I've told you this before. I actually get the munchies when I drink the way I do when I mm-hmm. smoke pot. Yeah. You know, I can actually get high without the munchies now. But when I'm drunk, I'm like, fuck, I could go for a burger right now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I, uh, yeah, no, I've been, I've been, I've been good. Even though I'm back drinking, I'm just. Right. But it feels good to have that head start on Christmas. Otherwise, you're going into Christmas already feeling bad. Yeah, I got 17 fun. pounds to gain over the holidays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of loser would I be to not get back to where I was? Yeah. Uh, no, I hope I, like, I'm still trying to go. I'm still going down a bit, but it's like, like last night, went to a fucking big dinner party, you know, and just. Mm. And went to town. Yeah, you, you you see a block of cheese, you eat the fucking cheese. <laughs> you see a bunch of sweet potatoes on the shepherd's pie, you scoop them up <laughs> off that shepherd's pie. Screw um, everybody else. <laughs> so but yeah, no, I just talking about my kids. I I just you, I, I don't want to make any obvious mistakes, you know. Where I'm like, oh, this I made this mistake. I spoiled this child. I did this here. And when I see them getting along, I'm like, ah, oh, God, I hope this continues forever because mm-hmm. it's so many kids that you know about you know your story is not unique in in the your story is unique about who fucked who but it's not unique yeah, in terms of a brother or i am eskimo brothers with my brother what's that i am eskimo brothers with my eskimo brother brothers yeah is nice. um but yeah. i still haven't fucked a cousin okay <laughs> it's not a competition right? nobody's winning we're all losing all right oh and the thing like i don't know because you say like how do you how do you prevent your kid from doing it like me and my brothers were all raised the same way why is one so fucked up yeah yeah, yeah. and like this girl who my brother was so fucking obsessed for for god knows how long like uh when i was out she moved to vancouver um like we lived together for a year and then uh then you know we broke up she fucked off to vancouver and when i was oh, out there, it was that long it was for a while yeah yeah we like yeah we lived together like okay. it was uh yeah it was a like a significant relationship okay um but when i was in vancouver i looked her up i went and met her or i knew her husband because uh, he was also a guy from Niagara. They moved new out. husband. Yeah, new husband. Okay. Um, Small town. It was still another guy from. Oh Niagara. yeah, 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 yeah. That's uh, yeah, a buddy from high school. Okay. And I like I didn't fucking I didn't like what the fuck are you doing with my ex? You know, I was right. just like, hey, buddy, way to go. You know, <laughs> like she's a good chick. She's we just yeah. wanted different things. You know, we were more yeah. friends and. I don't know. I don't harbor resentment for a new husband. Yeah, 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 fuck, yeah. man. You're uh, you're cut from the Monty Scott cloth, I think. Yeah. Where you're like, what do you mean you wouldn't fuck my sister? Why would you, you got a problem <laughs> yeah. with my sister? Listen, if you're going to fuck my sister, you better fuck her good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 that's what it is. That's what it don't is. Don't half-ass it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I don't know, man. I guess, uh, I guess that old saying, life's too fucking short to... I hold on to the negativity, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, that's one, a very interesting saying because both sides of that argument agree that life is short. But one side goes, life is short. Why be negative? Mm-hmm. The other side goes, life is short. Why have these people in your life? And yeah. you just cut them <laughs> off and they hold on to yeah, the negativity. Yeah, yeah. It's a total glass full. Yeah, well, my brother's an angry person too. Yeah. So like, 
like because when i see him at christmas i'm just i'm fuck I'll, i'm all smiles i don't give a shit man yeah i show up i fucking got a gorgeous girl on my arm just yeah. like hey things are great for me you know yeah. and he's just sitting there like just stewing like Argh. no a woman he's got he's a, got woman. a wife yeah and he's got a, a wife a child, and a kid but still stewing yeah uh, yeah 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 so whatever man <laughs> fuck him that's I what the, i say i love the idea of you with your belly at peak jeff hall <laughs> with your lady there and a bottle of jack in one hand like, hey, uncle jack here, and your brother just uh, yeah, I hate that guy. It's very cartoony, you know. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Jeff's having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, did you play any sports growing up or anything? Or? I did. I played. Uh, I played hockey. I skied. When I was just telling my son the other day, uh, Montreal, he's like, have you yeah. ever done that? Montreal's great, man. We lived on the South Shore. Sure, so we were the Mont Tremblant. So Mont Tremblant was Stop at the uh, Falcon on Blue for a pint on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> done your research? <laughs> I've been. Yeah, you've been. No, no, your actual uh, ground research. Is <laughs> but we lived on the on the South Shore, so the Eastern Townships is right there, and Vermont is like 45 minutes away. So mm -hmm. my buddy Lee, his family had a cottage, so I go to Vermont quite a bit, to nice. Jay Peak, which was so good. I, I, that's great, man. As, well. mm -hmm. as I see that the earth may swallow all the snow up one day and we may all roast in the desert, I'm like, at least I got to ski. Yeah, yeah. You I know? Just, fuck, I haven't skied since grade nine, I think. Did you have a, a cottage up north somewhere? Um, no, we we didn't get our cottage till 2009. Um, Where is that? It's in Magnetowan, like Perry Sound area. Okay. Perry Sound District. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we uh, uh, I skied like maybe 10 times in my life. Okay. But we used to, we'd go to um, like upstate New York, Ellicottville, um, Holiday Valley, shit like that. Okay. Uh, Kissing Bridge. I remember that was a ski oh, resort. Kissing Bridge. We never like, went to the You had to drive through Buffalo. Lake Placid. You never went that far? No, 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 no. But yeah, no, it was just, I don't know, a few slopes and it was just, well, my parents weren't into it. So like oh. I, I'd only go with my school. But like, I think it would be different if my, if my dad skied, well then yeah. he'd probably have me out every weekend. But like, uh, we're, a, we're a hockey family. Yeah. Hockey lacrosse growing up. Lacrosse too. Yeah, right? I played since seven that's to 21. I, I played lacrosse longer than I played hockey. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. You don't have any sport. bruises to show. No, no, I've never broken a bone in my life. That's great. I drank a lot of milk. That's a challenge to your brother right there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you pussy, you can't even break my arm. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hockey, skiing, uh, very bad at soccer. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> I think I played a total of 20 seasons, like indoor, outdoor. And just nothing to show for it. So bad. Now my son loves soccer. And I'm like, your father's already <laughs> failed you, man. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, but yeah, like my son's into soccer and, and baseball. And I'm like, this is great. I want to nurture those things, you know? Put a little money aside for baseball camp, soccer mm -hmm. camp, that kind good, of stuff. Good. And Were you a good student growing up? Uh, depended on the year and the teacher. Okay. So the short answer is no. But then sometimes, yeah, really good. You know, the right teacher would like inspire me and then it's like straight A's and stuff. And high school, pretty good, but not, I didn't have the- Were you a popular kid in high school? What's that? Were you a popular kid in high school? I would say so. Yeah. I would say so. Voted that class gets, clown, yeah, that, that kind of stuff. Yeah, it gets distracting. <laughs> it does. I do remember one year, grade 10, I was, uh, there's something called, there's a Latin term, honor roll- not cum la laude, but there's something where every single class you do is above 80, 
the super on a roll. It's not super, but you know, it's something on a roll. It's something great where it's not just your average is above 80, every class is above 80. And one teacher, Tom Rainsford, I was a fucking idiot in music class. I didn't like him and I just fucked around in that class and I, God knows what I was doing with that trumpet, but I sure wasn't playing it well. And uh, he was like, "No, I won't. I won't give him an 80. I found out later that Tom Rainsford kept me from being. But uh, yeah, fuck, well deserved. I tell this story all the time where I, I was so bored in that class and I hated that class. And then I have this music stand in front of me, and I take out some liquid paper and I draw the Van Halen sign, the VH wings, <laughs> and I'm so proud of it. And Tom Rainsford has not heard from me, which is which is odd. You know, because I will be chirping about something. He goes, Ali Hassan, what are you doing? And this guy, Jeff Cave, I've always hated the name Jeff because of this. <laughs> no, I've hated Jeff Cave. And Jeff Cave goes, he's drawing in liquid paper on the music stand, sir. <laughs> I was like, fucking, what are you doing? What are you doing? And then I had to, I was on Fuck garbage you, duty. Jeff. Jeff Cave, you piece of garbage. I was on garbage duty for a week outside in the school and it was oh, terrible. Funny. You get girls in high school and short answer long answer the short answer is yes the long answer is i didn't know what to do with them ah i didn't have any game when girls were interested but i didn't know what to do i was like when did you lose your virginity 16 16 yeah nothing, still didn't know what the fuck to do terrible yeah exactly <laughs> i think her question was like are you in me i, was like, I, I think you? i don't know I've you tell me <laughs> we did something wonderful here <clears throat> so when do you uh you go to college after or i went to, to uh, did i go to college with an english professor as a oh, father yeah, it was very important so it's uh it's high school to grade 11 in quebec grade 12 and 13 are cegep mm -hmm. then i uh, i went to mcgill got a poli sci degree then I got an MBA from McMaster. That was my first time leaving home. And then I got an IT degree from Toronto. That's what took me to Chicago, huh? which I was happy about. That I was $22,000 in debt with a degree that was going to be useless for the rest of my life. But at least it took me to Chicago. The best, you know, whatever it was, 20 months of my life. What's going on in Chicago? I got a degree. I got a degree. I got a, a, a job with this IT firm. Okay. Uh, I had a, a friend of a friend who worked at this place, the Revere Group. I had this a cousin all... who worked in Chicago. This is 2000 and 2001. Okay. So this pre 9-11. Yeah. Well, actually 9-11 happened in the while States? I was in Chicago. Oh, yeah. shit. And in fact, the, the story I tell was that I got laid off on the Friday before 9-11. I, I got laid off on 9-7, 2001. Yes. <laughs> Best day of my life. I sucked at my job. People at my job told me I sucked at my job. I hated everything they did. You know, people were like, people were fucking passionate mm -hmm. about IT. You know, they were all, everybody would be like, man, did you see, did you read Computer World? You see what they're doing with the Palm Pilot? And I'd be like, <laughs> no, I would never, ever do that. I would never even think to do that. Uh, I did read Food and Wine Magazine, and I I saw what uh, Martha Stewart's doing with a blueberry crumble. <laughs> Nobody gave a shit about any of that. Food was always your, was it a passion? Always, then? always. But I come from a house, I come from a home where education is so important. And I mm -hmm. remember I told my dad once, I think I want to be a chef. And he goes, don't be stupid. Don't be an idiot. Is mom cooking a lot at home then? Like, is there Not a... really. My dad cooked so a lot more. Okay. Yeah, the... my dad cooked a lot more. My mother worked nine to five. My dad was an English teacher, so he'd pick early classes, be done by noon every day. So he's coming home. He's And, and I come from a family, or like my mother, my father's side. When my grandmother came to visit from Pakistan and she saw my father cooking. Isn't your father's side down. also your mother's side? It's hilarious. <laughs> hilarious in a way, yes. In a way, yes. I saw your... 
lip curl. I was like, he's got something good happening. Uh, yeah, no, similar size. But, you know, that's funny. My Although my mother's father and my dad's mother are brother and sister, they were nothing alike. Like it, they came from a time where the sons got educated, the daughters didn't. Mm -hmm. So the daughters like revered their older brother and thought he was so wonderful. And he was, he was a great guy. He was very accomplished, but, but the women were kept back. You're making families. That's what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So my grandmother was quite uneducated and my mother's father, her older brother was very educated. But so my father, my, 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 maternal grandfather would have had no problem with this but my paternal grandmother who are brother and sister she saw my dad cooking and she broke down crying <laughs> and then my dad had to sit her down and say no listen in this country everybody chips yeah, everyone, in we all do this everybody <laughs> does everything you know so, so do you think that's where the food passion came from like i think so i cooking? think so i mean like if my, i can't be an english scholar maybe i can yeah, impress yeah, them in the exactly. kitchen my food thing came out of look I'm a, I'm a fatso who loves food there's no question mm -hmm. about that I, I think that's always been the case uh my mother was fattening me up with betty crocker and crisco laden desserts from the beginning mm -hmm. but there is a moment where when i was in the eighth or ninth grade my mother you know god bless her, my dad didn't make school lunches my dad made supper when he came home mm -hmm. and he'd make a decent supper my mother made school lunches but my mother I don't know how she was okay with this, but it was like white bread, mayonnaise, tomato, cheese, mayo, white bread. That was made the night before school and work. That tomato would soak right through that goddamn bread <laughs> every single time. It's a tomato and cheese sandwich. That, yeah. that should be eaten fresh in the moment. It's yeah, yeah. not a soaker overnight. So one day, you know, and I'm watching my buddy Zach Moose, one of my best friends growing up. His mother was a homemaker. So this guy's got a separate container for pickles, a separate container for chips, potato chips, a corned beef sandwich. I didn't even know what the fuck corned beef was. This guy's got corned beef. I'm like, what's corned beef? How come I never heard of this? He's got all this stuff. And I got this wrapped in foil, soggy tomato sandwich. And I'd come home. And one day I go, your tomatoes taste like, your, your sandwiches uh, like I don't know if I said they suck or they taste like shit or whatever I said my mother w was not tolerating it you know and she was like god bless my mother she's uh she can hold a grudge mm -hmm. so she goes you're making your own sandwiches from now on and I was like fine and she was like fine and then I was like shit I didn't know anything about that you know so I'm like learning how to make an omelet and I'm making omelet sandwiches and my dad loved this he loved like He's like a real uh, adventurous, more of an adventurous eater. So he loves like Greek olives and French cheese and all these different things. So I'm putting that boursin, you know, boursin, yep. the French cheese yep. on the toast. And worst then commercial making, on uh, TV. Worst commercial on TV. <laughs> and then uh, putting black olives and onions in an omelet. And that's my, and like who in grade nine has a black olive omelet sandwich <laughs> with boursin cheese? So Ali Hassan does, does. So I didn't know much, but what I did know, I, I knew did you well. ever work in like uh, the food industry? Sure, sure. Like after man. after IT, I did. I managed a restaurant. I cooked and managed a restaurant. Did your dad like you doing that stuff? Well, one time I was working with a friend of his, so he kind of hooked that up. Oh, okay, but he didn't like that. He didn't like because again, he didn't like comedy either because it's mm -hmm. like there's no security. Mm -hmm. This is a guy who's like you know you get on your tenure track, you got your uh, yeah, you got your pension, pension, yeah, your RRSPs. 
And he was a, he was a, say, hey dad, our hearts are fucked. I know. I'm not going to live exactly, to see that thing. Exactly. <laughs> That's funny. How old was your dad when he died? He died at 72. He got to see hey, some of yeah, his, yeah. his, his Many, many of his how, medications were paid for. He's like, no, still worth it. That's all my grandpa was. But I remember my grandpa died in 99 hmm. at 72. But like, I remember, do you remember like 10, 20 years ago, like seeing somebody who was 60 they looked a hundred fucking years old. Absolutely. But like now 60 looks young. Like, I don't think it's us like, cause we're just older and they, I think like everyone take better care. Yeah, of themselves. Everyone's taking better care. Like I remember I think it's that, I think it's all relative too. I mean, my, uh, my, my mom sent me a picture of her parents and her dad died. I think he was like around 65. Oh, your genes suck also. Well, he was a chain smoker. Okay. He had, uh, my dad was he also. had diabetes. Right. He, like he didn't really take care of himself. Remember he had a chair. That's why any that's my dad right there too. I was happy when he lived to 72. I was like, but yeah, he like my mom sent me this picture and the two of them looked a thousand in the picture. I'm like, <laughs> he died at 65. <laughs> like that's not what 60, like 65, right. like my dad right now is 62. He's got a little white hair and his mustache. Right. But he's like, he doesn't look like an old, old man i mean i think it depends who you see man look i'm i'm 45 i i don't look 45 i don't think 45 maybe mm -hmm. 40 i got gray so yeah. the great but if i didn't have gray no one's thinking 45 they're thinking 40 i have buddies who are 45 43 but i got buddies who same age as me or a year or two younger and you know hair's grown and fully gray there's bags under their eyes i mean they take on a lot of stress mm -hmm. i have a job i love i have a family i love i mean who knows what the future holds yeah, you know it's not a lot of stress it's not a lot of stress i feel great i and some of my buddies you'd say 53 in a heartbeat yeah. man you know i i live a i think because i live such a stress-free life is the only reason i'm not just a fucking i'm not dead because i think so too I, I, up until the last couple months haven't really taken too much care of myself at least. is that right <laughs> yeah well you know we're it turning around me. we're turning her around but yeah other than that man i we gotta wrap up we've been gotta wrap up i gotta long. pee very seriously as well oh uh, well good out. good good uh <laughs> i won't fight you on this wrap up no hey we got uh we got a lot of info out of you we, so wait you worked in the cook in the food industry Are when did you start comedy let's just get so i it's it's 2018 i started in 2006 okay so i'm at 11 years it'll be 12 years of comedy and which speaking of looking ancient when we heard somebody had been doing comedy for 10 years we'd be like holy crap give it up but that's i'm 10 weird. sets in yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well we were also meeting guys who weren't very good we were meeting them at the open mics mm -hmm. and we were like you've been doing this for 10 years well holy i remember shit. the first night i met you um eaton house Years. Yeah, and uh, I did my set, and I came off, and you go, you go, hey, that's good. Who who you work for? Uh, I don't work for anyone. I'm like what? <laughs> I'm say? like, I just got here, man. He's like, buddy, you got to be working for somebody with that act. And I was like, did oh, I say that? Yeah, no. And I remember, I didn't know who you were. I just remembered uh, everyone was happy to see you when you showed up. That's funny. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I think that's been the secret to my uh, the, the 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 not so well kept secret to my success. I think I just. You know, I'm not the funniest guy. I feel good about some of the stuff I do. Some of it's great. Mm -hmm. Some of it's okay. There are funnier guys. There are killers. But I don't have any of the baggage, you mm -hmm. know. And I, uh, but for a guy who started, I guess, 33 you started? Is yeah, that 34. Right? 34? 34 That's, is when I started. You're fucking doing all right. Like, I started uh, 31. Yeah. 
So yeah, I'm like six, seven years in, something like yeah. that. So hey, you're on my path, bud. Yeah, we'll get there someday. Where's my <laughs> CBC job? Okay. Yeah, we'll uh, speaking of the CBC, uh, I will be with them and Ali in Niagara on the Lake. The last you got us a theater, bud. Yeah, the the courthouse theater. I, I'm pretty sure uh, people were hung in this theater. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's fun, but yeah, it's uh, we'll be at the Icebreakers Comedy Festival on um, the end of January. So get your tickets to that icebreakerscomedy.com. Um, Ali, plug some shit, man. Well, you know, uh, if you got kids and you watch a show called Dino Dana, I'll have a recurring character on Dino Dana. You can watch uh, a designated survivor. I was on that recently. Might be on it again. Who knows? Kiefer. And uh, Cardinal is a show on CTV. I was on that first season. I'll be on that again in the in the new year. But it won't, it's the third season. You're not on second season. Not, you're on third the season. season. They didn't. Well, they, they don't come. I'm, I'm a Toronto-based character, and they yeah. stay. And I know they they, they just gotta day. they gotta bring bring down dead bodies for uh, for you to eat a sandwich I'm over. Forensic <laughs> investigator. Exactly. Crumbs falling into yeah. their body. Well, you have a uh, a very very storied career and. Uh, uh, fuck, you're an inspiration to many, buddy. Thanks, buddy. Um, it's uh, it's great to see you guys. Listen to Ali on the CBC. He's uh, he hosts Laugh Out Loud. Also, uh, guesting on the queue every now and yeah, then. Yeah, that's been fun. Uh, Standupali.com, by the way, if yes. you want to find out even my my queue guest hosting I put yes. up there. Stand up, Ali, uh, and uh, go check out his one man show. Muslim Interrupted. Oakville, Medicine Hat, Nelson, BC. <laughs> I'm coming for all of you. And of course, there's a big show coming to Bant for LOL's 12-year anniversary. 10th year anniversary, guys. So, uh, guys, Ali's out there. Check him out. Um, I'm about to drag him down to the Underground Comedy Club because it's Wednesday night and I do dope in my comedy. That's where you can find me. Jeff Paul on all the socials. Guys, that's another episode of the Potato Files in the bank, baby. Uh... Big thanks to my guest, Ali Hassan, and to Alex Ross at Never Sleeps Network, guys. Have us a listen, and, uh, you know, tell your friends. Thank you all for uh, coming out. Bye-bye, everyone. Ross, get out of here, buddy. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. Hello to the five people still listening and mom. Thank you for listening to the Potato Files here on Never Sleeps Network. Now that you're done this, go check out another NSN podcast created right here in Toronto. Comedy and wrestling fans, check out Casey Corbin's wrestling podcast, Talkin' Wrestling, here on NeverSleepsNetwork.com. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.